You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. You're listening to the Pull Box Podcast. The International Graphic Novel Book Club. Here are your hosts, Curtis Finley and Michael Cohen. Hello and welcome back to the Pullbox Podcast. This is episode number 45 and I am your host, Curtis Finley. I am your other host, Michael Cohen. We are continuing our journey through Cook Month. Yeah. Um, talking about the great, the late great Darwin Cook. And this month we are talking about his adaptation of Will Eisner's The Spirit. Yeah. I, I, so there's, there's actually, this is cool. This, this volume, this book one uh, from DC Comics, uh, it actually has like the first chunk is The Spirit. And then the very last issue is actually the, it was like a one shot that they did of Batman The Spirit. So the the first chunk is Darwin Cook through and through a story and art by Darwin Cook um, and then the Batman the Spirit is Jeff Loeb and Darwin Cook together. which is a good combo yeah which is an awesome combo uh, one that we've actually covered before so have um, we uh, Superman for all seasons yeah but that was oh, drawn no, that Tim by Sale. Tim Sale sorry Tim Sale Jeff Tim Loeb Sale comes Sale. up in the next episode yeah. that we're gonna talk about sorry yeah we're combining everything together <laughs> yeah um, they're they're all. They're all, They're awesome. all like of the same school, so they I are. get them mixed up. But uh, yeah, the spirit. I was really psyched to read this because I I like the character of the spirit, but um, I never. I remember when the, this came out. Um, it's actually really funny. This came out uh, on on stands at the same time as the last. Well, well the, this next book that we're gonna do. Um, Superman Kryptonite, which was originally published as Superman Confidential. And the reason why I remember that is because we read Superman Confidential, which is the next one that we'll talk about, in issues. And there are ads ads for the spirit in Superman Confidential. So um, they they were actually being released at the same time. And uh, you could almost go ahead and just picture them in the same continuity. Like, in yep. their own continuities. Um, but it's really cool. This is um, sort of a relaunch of the character uh, in 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 the modern era, but not as part of the, the, the DC uh, continuity proper. Uh, this is within its own its own version of the DC universe, right? Like it's very, it's very much self-contained. I mean, especially because they're in central city and we do not see hide nor hair of the flash. (laughs) Right. So of any flash. And there are many flashes at the, at the time that this was published, there were like three flashes running around. So, um, yeah, like it, it, it is very much its own, its own thing in central city. Now, did the original, did the original Will Eisner spirit take place in Central City? Because I seem to remember it taking yeah. place in its own city. I'm pretty sure it was in its own city. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what the city was. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was. Um, ooh. It does. It did have its own name. 
Yeah, I, I it wasn't know. particularly uh, particularly memorable. It wasn't Central City though, so that's no. definitely one of the things they changed for. Yeah. So a little bit of history. Yeah. Um, Will Eisner. Um, if you haven't heard of this guy, you really should because he's yep. one of the. Uh, I guess you can call him like the grandfather of the graphic novel or something yeah. like that, right? He. Well, the the most prestigious award that you can get in the comics industry is an Eisner. Is an so, Eisner award, but, yeah. yeah. It's named after. And him. It, and it's uh it's because he. He sort of he's he's very very influential in mm-hmm. in the comic book world, and um, one of his earliest works is The Spirit, which was a newspaper strip. Yeah. It was kind of a weird case because it was an eight page news um, comic story that was in newspapers, uh, which is unheard of. Um, and he did that. The um, he started that in 1940, and it ran for. Like twenty years or something like that. Yeah. Um. Just eight page stories. No bigger continuity than that. Um. And they're just uh, great noir crime stories. Yeah. And uh, um. There's a little bit of a superhero vibe. Definitely. Yeah. But it's not full on tights and. No, he doesn't fly or, or anything yeah. like that. And the supervillains he faces are mob bosses yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's all gangster driven. Um, because it was the forties, I think that yeah. had a lot to do with it. And, um, it was the, the early stories are fairly rough, but as he went on, um, he became more and more creative and played more and more with the whole concept of sequential art storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, to the point where the last, um, several years of, of the spirit are just incredible. He does so many amazing things. And then he left that and went on to doing more, um, more, uh, well, graphic novels. Yeah, one of the first graphic novels in a, in full length book form ever made was was Bill Eisner's Contract with God, and he did a series of books based in just the kind of the undersea, the uh, New York um, um, tenement homes and that that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and would play a lot with the with uh, sequential art. A lot, most of his books in that period, he, he didn't use borders at all. His panels would flow into each other and and that kind of thing. And so taking Darwin, um, Darwin Cook taking Will Eisner's work yeah, seems like a very natural fit because Darwin Cook has that retro feel yeah. that um, was contemporary when Will Eisner was doing his work um, and, and brings those characters to, to a um, sort of a modern day realization yeah. in a period sense, I guess. Um, yeah, for sure. So do you, I've I've actually read this book before, okay. so this wasn't new to me. But yeah. I totally enjoyed reading it again because yeah. I'm a big fan of both the Spirit and yeah. Darwin Cook. But this was your first time going through this. This was my first time going through it, um, and like I like I've, I've been familiar with the character. Did you see like that I awful movie? Before. I didn't see the awful movie because because it's awful because I. Because I am familiar with the character, I saw the trailers for the awful movie and went. Um, the spirit is not Sin City. Yeah. <laughs> Why does this movie look like Sin City, right? Like, it yeah. didn't make any sense to me. If anything, um, a, a, an adaptation of the spirit should have looked more like Dick Tracy. Totally. Right? Yeah. Because it, it definitely, like, when, when you talk about the Will Eisner stuff, and we did, you have, like, an archive edition. Uh, of the early stories. Yeah, of yeah. the early stuff. And you, you uh, when you handed over uh, uh, the spirit book one to me, you also handed me this and said, okay, Read the first 
eight page story, his introduction, like the, the origin story. And I did, and the colors and the way, yep. like the sort of the, just the world, it, it reminds me a lot of like a Dick Tracy. It sort is of, completely. Sort of yeah. And Dick Tracy was, um, contemporary at that time. Yep. It's actually, um, in the forties was when Dick Tracy was really rising to its yeah. big yeah. popularity. Which like, just to, to sort of, uh, tangent for a second, when is Dick Tracy going to come back as a thing, right? No like kidding. I know no kidding. The 90s movie was was I mean as a kid I loved it. I still I, love it. <laughs> I loved the the Dick Tracy cartoons yeah. from that were like sort of the same era as the Batman yeah, from the 60s, uh, live yeah. action series. Um and had like cuz you know like Batman had the opening and in the opening it was all like the animated mm-hmm. characters and whatever and Dick Tracy had that same style. Yeah. Which is actually very much Darwin Cook style, like, it is. it's very similar. Yeah, and I, I, I remember I used to at the video store. This, oh, the youngins will be very confused. We used to video have these store? things <laughs> called video cassette tapes uh, for a VHS or Betamax player, and you would go to a place that was a, a rental store where you could borrow a movie for a certain fee. Uh, and I used to rent Dick Tracy cartoons all the time because i just loved them and and i remember when the movie came out and i and i was so excited and i remember watching it and being like this is awesome yeah well it's a cartoon yeah come to real life like the the because like all the the characters like um uh flat top's always the one that comes to mind and he's he's like got like a flat yeah. head and he's like his face is very square and sort of distorted and in the movie he's like perfect they're all perfect yeah like Every he looks single exact, one of those villains it's so i love it i i need to go back we should dig up some dick tracy comics i've and, got lots and and cover that at some yeah. point um for sure so that we can then actually you know go back watch some <laughs> cartoons and the movie okay and, and, i've got the cartoons on dvd too okay, okay and perfect. the movie so we're we good. need to do that okay. we need to put that on the list <laughs> uh let's let's pencil that in for like november okay i that sounds great I, that would be a good thing uh, to do around that time um yeah, because, man, I I love Dick Tracy. And reading that, like, reminded me We could also do some and... Old Spirit, because I've got yeah, a collection sure. called The Best of the Spirit, and it's got some of the best stories cool. there. So we might tackle that as well. We could cool. do a whole crime noir gangster yeah, yeah, month like, yeah. uh, out of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but let's get really back cool. to the spirit. Yeah, but <laughs> let's get back to the spirit. Like I said, tangent for a second. Because, like, what happened to Dick Tracy? But, because um, it needs to... With everything that's being rebooted, why isn't that being rebooted? But maybe, you know what? Dick Tracy is still making... It's still in the comic strips. Yeah. And they just okay. recently, a couple of years ago, got a new creative team that was a hundred times better than the previous guy okay. that was on it. Because cool. um, a guy, Chester Gold's... This is still the Dick Tracy tangent. We're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about Chester Gold's um, assistant, Dick... Uh, what's his name? Dick Locker or something like that. Um, he he took over the strip and it was awful. It was mm. awful, awful for the longest time. It kept on going, but because it was so awful, it just, the number of papers kept dropping it and it, yeah. it got, went to an all time low. And, uh, and then that guy retired or something. I guess they couldn't boot him up because he was actually part, like Chester Gold's assistant. So it was like his legacy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, they got two new guys on it. I can't remember their names. 
but they brought that glory back cool. to the strip and it's just fantastic cool. yeah it's really good um yeah there's n- there are a few things as cool and iconic as as dick tracy's uh, communicator yep. watch i used to have one of those yeah. as a kid so awesome it has toy. like the little tv screen yeah. in it so that he could talk to to the police and, and you know that's commonplace now with apple yeah. watches yeah. and that kind of yeah. stuff it's but funny. it was so so yeah. sci-fi yeah um, sure. in the back then (laughs) cool um so getting back to to the spirit um you know maybe the reason why dick tracy doesn't have any traction is because even an incredible adaptation and update as this book did not gain much traction no like like this says book one is there a book two there is a book two there's a book two um and then darwin cook left the series okay and then it carried on i don't know who took over after that but i don't think they collected any more of it into yeah Um, into trades yeah it's it's tough i and then the, the whole series i think only lasted maybe less than 30 issues yeah and they canned it um, we talked about this in in the the previous episode about uh, Parker, uh, and that is that you know I think not a lot of people are that into period you know like I think that I think that there are a number and obviously like this book did okay I think um, and I know that yeah. a lot of people uh, like in my circle were interested in and in reading it and checking it out um, especially because it, it, it was, was Darwin, Darwin Cook. Cook but. Um, People look at it as a novelty, I think. Um, and and so, you know, like, you can get away with one book, but two and three. Like, people don't... <laughs> I just don't know if people who buy comics... And, and I think that the, the, the thing that, that's the disconnect for you and I is that we are not... We are not comic collectors. We are comic readers and, and I would say, to a certain degree, aficionados, right? Like, yep. we, we like the cream of the crop not everything right and like you hang out in a comic book store for long enough which i have and you see that there are some people who drop hundreds of dollars a week and that is not an exaggeration (laughs) there are at least three people at metropolis comics and toys that come in week in and week out and they get one of everything yeah. So like they pick up all the DC, all the Marvel, regardless of quality. They're the ones that that like we get to enjoy the comics uh, because there are people like that that are actually supporting the industry to that degree. Now, yeah, keep it I'm up, like, guys. <laughs> yeah, like don't stop if that it, like and, and, and you know it's like to each their own, right? Yeah. Well, if they um, enjoy it, then yeah, then if that's that, fine. Yeah, and somebody's got to be out there reading everything because otherwise, how do you find the hidden gems, right? Yeah. But but we are not that type of person. So well, I, I think, think that that type of person finds a book like this. And if you are reading everything DC and and then you pick up the spirit and it has nothing to do with the rest of the DC continuity, it becomes a novelty. Right. You put it off to the side and yep. you go, yeah, I'll get to that when I get to that. And then it never happens. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And if, if they even pick it up at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think this kind of book probably would have been received a lot better had it been from like IDW even yeah. or something like that rather than DC Comics. Yeah. Um, just the simple publisher change may have made a difference. Yeah. Now, okay, so going back to the history of the spirit, it so it was originally a syndicated comic yeah. in newspapers. Yeah. Um, and then DC bought the rights to it at some point? Um, yes. And 
the rights have switched hands a couple of times. Okay. I think Dark Horse also has done a spirit miniseries. Yeah. Um, but it rests with DC currently, but yeah. they're not doing anything with it. No, no. And Warner think... Brothers is the one who put out the movie. Yeah. Uh, I think that occasionally the character comes up in like, you know, if you're ever telling a story that involves time travel or the JSA, the oh, yeah. spirit's one of those characters that's in like the background. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. But I mean, with New 52, there's no room for the spirit in New 52. And New 52 is over now, right? Like we're right. into whatever this new era is going to be called. Post but New 52. Rebirth. Uh, I think oh, yeah. it's called Rebirth. But um well they, they might find a place i mean they found a place to stick in constantine and all of these true. vertigo that's guys true. that have come over yeah i just think it's i think it's tough because i look at the spirit the spirit is kind of like the superman to uh the shadows batman you know what i mean right, like yeah. like i they the, yes they're the same thing they're both like like gritty sort of uh, crime noir, but the spirit of... is the larger than life one. Yeah, and but the, the shadow spi- yeah, is the mysterious. Yeah, one. it's almost like like the stories can be a little bit silly, a little bit fun, a little bit lighthearted. Yeah, um, uh, definitely in this, the character of Hussein, which I don't know is Hussein <laughs> from the original stuff. Uh, I not that I know of. I mean, okay. I have there are like this archive series has like twenty volumes, yeah. twenty plus volumes, and I haven't read all of them, okay. so I don't know. Um. But yeah, like some of the characters are definitely very silly and crazy and that sort of thing. Um, but I, uh, I, uh, you know, you compare that, compare and con- contrast that to a character like the Shadow, who was actually a radio play yeah. character. But um, but very much, I, uh, I, uh, the same sort of thing, like dealing with mobsters and that sort. Of, but like the Shadow kills dudes and stuff, right? Like is the the darker side yeah. of of that same sort of world. So I think that you have to you have to contextualize the character a little bit and the this book does, right? Like this is yep. And what when I say that this this is absolutely I I be, I choose to believe that this spirit and the Batman spirit story that's at the end of it are in the same world as Superman Confidential, which I also put in the same world as Superman for All Seasons. Um, like the, they're all kind of that same Darwin Cook, Tim Sale, Jeff Loeb, um, eternal 1940s right. uh, yeah. world. And, and especially with this one, like they have, uh, the, it's right there on the first page, NNN, which is like a, a, a global news network, um, 24 hour news channel, yeah. which they did not have nope. those in the 1940s. And they certainly didn't have cell phones in the 1940s, right. which in when they retell his origin story, um, Denny has a cell phone. And that's the thing that gets him into trouble is that that uh, I, uh, well, what's... the reporter girl has a cell phone in the she, first story. In too, the first yeah. story, she has yeah. it on the entire time yeah. um, while she's kidnapped. Yeah. So although it is very clearly the 1940s by the way that people dress and speak and the cars and the buildings. Yeah. There are, um, like television yeah. billboards. Yeah. And there are cell phones. Well, and in Batman, are... the animated series kind of did that too. Exactly. It, all the cars were 1940 style cars, but the people yeah. had color televisions. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, it exists in this weird 
this weird uh, Elseworlds yeah. space. It's it's great though. And 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 Superman Confidential or, or Superman Kryptonite, it does the same thing where like yeah. we'll talk about it, but like Jimmy Olsen has a cell phone and like yeah. like there are there are these weird anachronistic elements, but because it's a superhero story, who cares, right? Yep, it, um, it works, and you don't even notice it. Like yeah. it's it, well, it's the it, it's the Dick Tracy thing, right? Of like in the nineteen forties, Dick Tracy couldn't have had a cell phone watch, yeah. with a TV built into it, right? Like that that technology was almost unfathomable at the mm-hmm. time because TVs were like these huge. Yeah, th- like nobody had a TV in the nineteen forties. First of all, like like it was very rare. To even see something like that was all projection and everything back then. Like when I don't even know when is the, the TV invented. Oh, well, the TV's been TV was definitely around in the forties. People didn't start getting them to the yeah. maybe mid fifties when the like consumer television yeah. started coming out. Yeah, so it would have been like yeah, they like it would have been the sort of thing that you saw in a police station or something maybe, like yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah. I always I always have to place that in time when I, when I think about like Back to the Future because. They, they get have, a brand new television. They get a set. brand yeah, new TV, right. and it's on wheels so that they can watch it at the dinner table yeah. and in the living room. And that was fifty five. And that, that's fifty five. Yeah, and that's and, about right. And Marty yeah. goes like, "I got a TV in my room. We got we got three TVs in the house." Because <laughs> they're like, the "You 80s. must be rich." Yeah, and it's like, "Wow." Um, yeah, I, so that's how I was. Whenever I think of TVs, I gotta go. Okay, if that was nineteen fifty five, TVs were still pretty exciting and yep. new at the time. Yep, that's about right. Um, but yeah, like th- this is this is definitely in like a weird version of of the DC universe. But I've said it before, and I know I'll say it again. This is my definitive version of the DC universe, and and like it's it, if if I were to make a Superman movie or a Justice League movie, this is the this is the setting that it would be in, mm-hmm. which would be like everything would look nineteen forties, but then if the story dictates that we need cell phones, they have cell phones. Yeah. Right? But like that's there's cool opportunities there to design cell phones that look like they're nineteen forties cell phones, right? Yep. Um yeah, stuff like that. But totally. uh, I we haven't really talked about the story very much. The sure. the the story in this one there isn't really an overarching story. There's the beginning of one, right. but but it's really just like the seeds that are planted that I'm sure come up in 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 further stories um, to do with his origin story and setting up. I think a, a nemesis that he can actually fight. Yeah, because in the original, his nemesis is is. Um, yeah, is what's the the octopus? Is that well? That's or... who they call him in this book, um, but I don't remember. I don't recall him actually He's just coming like up a mad scientist, book, right? Yeah, they call um they give him a different name. I think he's Dr. Octopus. No, not Dr. Not Do- Octopus. Yeah. The Octopus? Just the Octopus. I think he's just the Octopus. Yeah. Dr. Octopus is obviously Spider-Man's villain. Right. But that's that's who's in, in this, this, one, this one, one as well. well. Yeah. yeah. Um but they set they start to set up this this uh Martez guy as being like a the the alter like the other version of the spirit. He he gets doused with the same chemical, um, yeah. and and survives just like just like Denny Colt does. So this this book though, it's there's there's four issues, right? Is it four or five issues of the Spirit, and then um, and then the one of Batman and the Spirit. I think it's I think I it's, think it's just four. It yeah. Might be just four. Uh, no, it's five. There are five. Uh, no, are there six? And then Batman. There's six, and then Batman and the Spirit. So. Oh. Um, yeah, they, they, they set that up, 
but for the most part, each story is a one-off issue. Um, yeah, it's sort Which of it's I, episodic. I appreciate much. that because yeah. it's bringing it's like the original spirit, how they were yeah. eight page stories. I mean, they expanded to 22, but each yeah. story is still self-contained with yeah. a slight thread that carries them through. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's an overarching story uh, to, to worry about. And definitely like the character of the octopus looms large over the whole thing. And you know that he's connected to kind of everything that happens in Central City. Yeah, um, and he's the. He's the mastermind, but uh, but we had introduced a whole bunch of characters um, and a whole bunch of different story plots and, and and all sorts of things. But there are these characters that that stick around. Um, his uh, he, it's funny because the the last issue is Batman the Spirit, yeah, and there are these. Um, similarities between the characters because right. they both have like a commissioner that they go to. Yeah. Um, I, 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 Spirit's got a girl Friday, but I, I, Batman doesn't really have that. He kind of has his Alfred and right. and his sidekicks and stuff. But, um, but they they live in very similar worlds, but they they act very differently in them. I, I and and their bad guys are obviously very different. But in the end, in the last issue, everybody comes together, and it's it's yeah. kind of cool. it's it's really cool just to see Darwin Cook draw all the characters (laughs) yes right to see his version of killer croc to see his version of joker and harley quinn yeah which are Um, all kind of they they play a lot from batman the animated series yeah because that's his background yeah he draws a lot about that but then also like he's very true to that silver age style of these characters as well i just i love his joker because his joker has has this quality to him um right that that i think that like a lot of especially the modern joker stuff just totally loses the the clown aspect right like he now he's he's like a horror monster right ever since heath ledger yeah um it's 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 always like this grotesque aspect to it but um, there's a little bit of like the Caesar Romero type Joker in here as well, although you yep. can't yep. you can't help but read this and hear Mark Hamill's voice. No, it's definitely just, not. especially because it's Be- Jeff Loeb writing it. So, or, well, well Jeff Loeb with with Darwin Cook. with Darwin Cook's art, which yeah. is so influenced by yeah. animated yeah. series. So you're like that's exactly what you're hearing. You're just yep. like, yeah, that's totally just Mark Hamill's Joker. Um, but the, the his version of Batman's really cool because his version of Batman is very um, is very Silver Age inspired. Um, yeah, with the does he have gloves? The oh no, he's got the, he does he does have like the the gloves with the wings. Like he doesn't have the little the little the hand gloves hand order. gloves yeah. like he does in. Uh, New there, there's a there's a panel um, that's really good that shows Batman that's like that's totally. Uh, oh yeah, it's when he's like jumping to the plane. There it is, um, and it is very like just sort of the lines and the way that he draws him, just the proportions very much give you that that old school like yep. like first appearance Batman look. Totally. Um and a lot Especially of the way the, the cape way. flies in yeah. the back. Yeah. yeah. Um I didn't even notice it when I was reading it, but his cape says Batman on it. So did the you, shadows. Yeah, did you notice shadows that shadows and highlights? Each one of the his splash pages yes. has the spirit built into yeah. it in a very creative way. Yeah. Um 
uh, that's such a Will Eisner thing to do. He because um, Will Eisner also would play a lot with the spirit logo and and hide it in cool. in places. Yeah, there's One- sort of like it's almost like a, like that Bond moment in every thing of like yeah he he you know start the story on a cold open yeah and then get to the beginning the real beginning of the story where the theme then, song yeah. is yeah <laughs> yeah and you would see the spirit but it's you know it's a cactus or it's the la- the final one when he when when or no it's the it's the batman spirit one where he's he's running along the the letters that say pier 6 yeah and then the mobsters like these gangsters shoot <laughs> yeah. the letters and they fall and when you flip the page to the splash page Those the letters let- have fallen into it the spirit. And it says spirit it's yeah it's fantastic um, yeah yeah it's it's uh, although i don't know where the t came from because it was pure six but that's okay i <laughs> i'm sure that i'm sure he accounted for it maybe it was pure 16 i <laughs> but yeah i i, I really really enjoyed reading through this one um and uh, i just i don't understand why characters like this don't find a bigger audience i don't i don't know i don't know why more people don't like this sort of storytelling um, because for me, it's, it's, it's you can see it, it is in the background. 16. It's like, yeah. Okay. It is, it is 16. 16. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I had to check that out. It was a stat. Like I liked how it was like established in, in earlier panels. Like yeah. you see the pure 16 sign and like it, it, you don't even think about yeah. it. And then he's running along it. You're not even thinking about it. Actually when he's running along and they were shooting it, I was like, well, that doesn't say the spirit. And then you flip the panel and it's like, Oh, there it is. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It makes me want more of the character. But well, there's a book too. So you can is. track that one down and uh, check out some of the old spirit too. Cause the, those stories yeah. are, uh, some of them are dated and a lot of them have racist stereotypes. Cause yeah, this we is haven't the even 40s, talked about that. Yeah. But uh, they're fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a he's got a young uh, African American kid who drives a cab. Yeah, and when I say young, I mean like he's not old enough to drive. That's no. part of his character. Yeah, and uh, and that character shows up in the first in the origin story. He doesn't have a name or anything like that. Yeah. There's no backstory to the character, but the drawing is just so offensive. Yeah, the right? huge huge lips. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we're talking about the original yeah. spirit, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And his name is Ebony. Yeah, and he talks with his complete negro accent and all that kind of stuff yeah it's a it's a very racist caricature but he is a very important character in those comics yeah and well and it's obvious the robin to yeah yeah this to the spirit yeah like he's the spirit's driver because he drives around in this cabin yeah and and he's always there when the spirit needs him like he always he just has this sense of and he knows the city like the back of his hand but like the adaptation is very well done. Yep. The yep, adaptation, they well. like they, they bring that character into, into a modern context. He's still a kid uh, who can't, who shouldn't be able to drive. Yeah, yeah. But they, yeah, they rid themselves of those, the, the visual stereotypes. Yeah. He's got regular language yeah. and he actually plays a, a role, um, yeah. a better role rather than just driver. Yeah. He helps solve the mysteries and, and yeah. uh, is, is plays a more important role. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely part of it. Um, uh, yeah, so it, it's interesting. I think when you have to add, adapt something uh, that is from a time and place like that um, into a modern context, it there's always going to be those pieces. Well, there's, there's always going to be those pieces. It's like uh, Iron Man three. I applaud the movie Iron Man three for finding a way to handle the Mandarin that isn't racist. that isn't racist. Like yeah. people who 
If anybody out there listening to this, or if anybody listening knows somebody who has basically said, uh, I don't like Iron Man 3 because they wrecked the character of the Mandarin, there's one of two things going on there. Either, A, they don't don't know know who the original Mandarin character is. They don't know what they're talking about. They're just being comic book elitist hipsters. Or they're racist, <laughs> yeah. and they they enjoy seeing racial stereotypes in their in their media, yeah. um, and that's a, it's a subversive kind of racism, but it is racism, and so when things get adapted in, into into a, a modern story um, from something that is from a, a, a bygone era, you have to take those things into account, right? Like you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it's an adaptation and not just an out and out. Uh, remake uh, recreation or, yeah. right <clears throat> well and the other thing that that they change a lot is that the spirit actually is he treats women very differently in the yeah. original comics as yeah. well he's um he is kind of a ladies man but isn't afraid to like just tell him off in a very yeah. um i don't know 1940s yeah male like mat- matter of fact kind yeah, of way yeah, yeah. um he's you know, hits them when they're not behaving yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and this book actually takes that and flips it. And a lot of the time it puts women in the power position. Yeah. And the spirit is just kind of like going along with it. Right. right? Um, yeah, for sure. Although, I mean, like, there there is a lot of influence um, and uh, th- there's the one scene with Hussein where they actually go to a strip club. Yeah. Uh, Hussein's in a strip club and, and, and the spirit shows up there and, and there are topless women. Now we don't see anything. It's always like obscured or whatever, but yeah. it's like, it's all implied that there are, you know, like there are topless women in this book. Right. right? So it, it, it does play with both ends of that spectrum, but it does it tastefully and it does it in, um, in a way that, 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 can be stomached, I think, by <laughs> yeah. most people. But like, there are the the female characters do definitely take power positions. Uh, uh, Pagel, who I assume is from the comic, mm-hmm. from the original stuff, she is very much like in charge of any situation that she's in. Yeah, um, and he 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 pleads with her not to make a certain decision, and you know she does what she's going to do. Um, and then the FBI agent. Um, Oh, what's her name? Oh, yeah, it's something remember. really, like it's silver something, right? Um, it's really, really like on, like not on the nose, but like over the top, sort of like nobody's actually named that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like she, she, it, it, that story is told from her perspective, um, and I, I, it's cool. Throughout the stories, he actually does. The, Darwin Cook does this really great thing of. Um, everybody's uh, inner monologue is a different style. Different, like a different font? Yeah, or... so not just like, because you'll get that, especially like uh, Jeff Loeb did that with Ed McGinnis in uh, Batman, Superman, Public Enemy, or sorry, Superman, Batman, Public Enemy. The first few volumes that they did oh, together. Silk Satin. Silk Satin, that's, that's what it is. That's the FBI. Oh, CIA. CIA, sorry. Um, same difference. I, I in terms of this story, same difference. Right. I but yeah, like the, the uh, Jeff Lopen, they did that with like Batman's were all blue and they had like a little bat for the first right. one, and yeah. then you know you would follow, and then Superman's were all red. Yeah. And so you would know like who's in. Well, and the whole point of following. yeah, the whole point of that was 
especially in those early issues of the, that series, is yeah. that it was parallel stories. Yeah. And that's what we get in this Batman issue as well. There's yeah. the parallel story of the spirit and the Batman going on that yeah. like says that they're kind of the same type of character or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but he definitely lets you know when it's the spirit's perspective or it's Right. Their voices the are completely different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's one issue where I think Every couple of pages, it changes the the narrator. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah, the one that retells the origin. Oh yeah, because it's right. sort of like it tells it from everybody's perspective. Right. It start. We start with Denny, and then we go to um, uh, Dolan, I think, and then yeah, and then uh, what's his daughter's name? Is it Ellen? Um, I don't remember. I th- I think it's something like that. Um, and then, and then we switch to, uh, uh, to Ebony's point of view. Is he still called Ebony in this book? I don't know if they ever actually say his, his name. I don't remember. And then it goes to the villain and, yeah. um, and then it starts like, I- even in one page, you get different narration yeah. all in one page. Yeah. 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 It's really, it's really great. And I also love the style of that issue cause it's all in flashbacks. So it takes on this, um. Almost like psychedelic, yeah, like pop art kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's very sketchy with his inks and, yeah. and yeah, plays a lot with the different colors. Yeah, yeah it, for sure. Yeah, he's a he's a creative genius, and um, his time was cut short. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Well, I think that's it. Sure. For the spirit. I uh, so yeah. This was a long episode. So quickly, quickly, what are we going yeah. to talk about next month? So next month, I well, we're going to be continuing extending Darwin Cook month uh for one more episode yep and talking about um twilight children twilight children. yeah which was written okay. by gilbert hernandez it was recommended to us by my cousin craig uh, so that'll be our reader poll for the month cool. and what are you doing and then i am i'm pulling a jurassic park classic volume one so that's the adaptation of the original jurassic park movie nice and i will pick um paul up north by michael rebagliati um which is published by conundrum press Cool. So there you go. Look those books up. Awesome. Read them. Send us uh, an email. Cool. Well, we will be back for uh, uh, another episode of, of our uh, Darwin Cook uh, uh, month uh, with uh, Superman uh, Kryptonite, otherwise known as Superman Confidential. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Keep reading comics. For more Pullbox Podcast episodes, you can check out pullboxpodcast.com to submit a reader poll. Uh, you can email thepullboxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at Twitter and on Instagram at pullboxpodcast. And you can follow me, Curtis, on Instagram at Curtis Bidley. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. You can, you can also find all of our other great podcasts over at thunderquack.com, and uh, that's the home of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, of which we are proudly a part. And, uh, and if you want to help support all of our podcasts at Thunderquack, you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack, and, uh, and, and you, can, you can pledge your support over there. Every dollar helps, but uh, if you're a Pullbox fan and supporter then you'd definitely be interested in the $20 level, which allows you to get all three episodes of the Pullbox podcast, all three of our books, as one super long episode uh, right at the beginning of the month, as opposed to having to wait for the individual episodes to be released. 
So you can find all that at patreon.com slash thunderquack and all of our other podcasts at thunderquack.com.